It's Maddie and Patty on the East Coast in Brooklyn. This is Pat McManaman along with Matt Youngner. Say hello, Maddie. Hey, Patty, in person. In person. This is exciting. Staring at your face. This is I weird. know. You're staring at your deep brown eyes. Those sad puppy dog eyes. That's Something all from every happen. time. <laughs> Finally. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour with Maddie and Patty. By way of introduction. We are two long-suffering Cleveland sports fans who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs, the Browns, and the Tribe. We are unapologetic homers, but we are self-aware homers with brains. So if you'd like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective on all things Cavs, Browns, and Indians, you've come to the right place. Uh, Maddie, that opening track, mm. Cleveland is the city. You know I love it, Patty. Comes courtesy of Bone Thugs and Harmony, who we had the distinct honor of meeting in person yesterday at HuffPost Live. A lot of fun. It was pretty cool. It's one of the nice perks of where I work. Uh, that was an incredible one. What timing? Uh, yes, Matt arrived yesterday on a flight at 1 p.m. Uh, and I knew this. And the day before, I got an email saying Bone Thugs is going to be on at four o'clock. I, I, I didn't. I didn't book this. I didn't book the seven. That's not my, my forte. But it's one of the nice things about my job. I get to abuse it occasionally. It's abused my position at HuffPost Live to be able to meet a few celebrities. I, I, I use it sparingly. I've only been that jerk with Bone Thugs, uh, 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 Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. And the, Iron uh, the Iron Sheik. I think one more. Oh, it was a, it was a, a Sesame Street character. Uh, a Grover. Grover? Yeah, Grover. I had to go see Grover. Right, you you wouldn't get a photo op with Grover? Yes, I would. You just don't? I don't have a child. You don't have the uh, nostalgia for your childhood? I don't know. I do. Anyway, uh, so we got a picture with them. It's pretty exciting. Uh, we'll put it up somewhere. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll make them cover. Maybe we'll cover this, uh, uh, this piece. Uh, now, Maddie, I, I tried to look cool, like I belonged. Um, and somehow I just managed to look even yeah. more painfully white and out of place than I, than it didn't I actually out. was. It didn't quite work out for you, buddy. <laughs> no, it didn't. I forgot the age-old like rule of getting photographs of rappers. You, you don't smile. No. Don't smile. I didn't just smile. I just full-blown teeth. Oh, yeah. I like arms akimbo. You hey! Were, you were more wacky. More, not wacky, but serious morning show host. Serious morning show host. Hey, I'm happy to be here with you guys. Good morning, Kansas City. I've got bone thugs here <laughs> in studio. We've got me. bone thugs and harmony. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't, I can't, I can't lie. I can't say what I am. I am something I'm not. Uh, I, I am not cool enough to really actually. Yeah, it be, works even better this way. Yes, be exactly. Uh, I'm just happy that they were, and they were the nicest guys. Super Didn't cool. care that I was just clearly did not belong and was clearly not a big enough fan aside from the fact that I'm Cleveland, uh, which makes me love them. And I don't know them that well. They were very happy that I was wearing both a Cleveland T-shirt and a Cleveland hat. Yes, Cavaliers gear and yeah, big, uh, big news. And we had some breaking news here. Yeah. You heard it here first. Wishbone says Cavs are winning it all next year. So we got that going for us. It is written. Which is nice. <laughs> which is nice. Uh, let's give them a quick rundown here, Maddie. Uh, there's a lot to go to get to cover in this hour. Before we get into it, let's uh, go to a quick rundown. So first start off with the Cavs roster. It's nearly set. We're going to analyze Griffin's moves and anticipate what's coming next. After that, we'll check in on the Tribe and try and suss out whether it's time to check out. Uh, getting dangerously close. Uh, and with Brown's training camp underway, we will furiously talk ourselves into and right back out of the Browns' upcoming season. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, before we uh, jump into the Cavs roster, uh, there was another gem that dropped courtesy of Slam Magazine 
uh, on Mozgov. And our boy Timo, man. Oh, Timo. He has gold this. every time from him. <laughs> I think time. he might be the cab I want to hang out with the most. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've been waiting for TT to sign, which we'll talk about in a second. Because um, once he signs, for sure, I was determined to get that was going to be my next jersey. Now that now that I, I can't keep rocking my my uh, uh, Dion Waiters yeah. jersey. I mean, Dion, I love you, but uh, I got I got to graduate from that. I, I need a current player that's not Verjao. Also, because that Verjao jersey is too big, it doesn't fit me well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was thinking about getting the TT jersey because TT is my favorite player now. But I don't know, Mozgov might be. He's making a push, man. You know, I already have one white guy's jersey, Ogaskis. I have a Brazilian's jersey. I have Dion. So I, I kind of have carte blanche. I got all my you know boxes checked. Mm-hmm. I can really pick out whatever I want. Here. Well, I guess the risk is Timo uh, leaving after this. That's this true. Year, That's the right? other thing, and, and, he, and he might leave. If next TT year. signs, you'll have him locked up for a while. For a while, this is a hard decision, Matt. I don't know what to do. Well, we don't talk about that yet. Uh, briefly, let me give you just some reasons why you should read the Slam article, guys, if you haven't read it yet. And we'll put a link uh, uh, in uh, both the uh, SoundCloud page and the YouTube page for this. Um, it's a long interview from from Slam uh, with uh, Timo Famozgov. Uh, Maddie, what are some of your favorite parts from it? Uh, I guess we can just go back and forth on these yep. a little bit. Right off the beginning, they, they ask him a question, and he said about how he started playing basketball. He said, the first time I picked up a ball, I was like nine. How it happened is funny and long. Do you have enough pages? <laughs> we, <laughs> with, I, like what, how much is he misunderstanding about what's going on by saying, do you have enough pages? That Slam is an online magazine? Did, did he think he was the narrator before the beginning of a movie? <laughs> like six times, he said, how much time do you have? And then the dissolve into <laughs> this childhood under the Iron Curtain. Although I think he's probably born after, right? How old is he? No. Iron Curtain fell 89. He's what, almost 30? Yeah. So he probably was born, he doesn't remember the Iron Curtain. He probably was born right before the Iron yeah, Curtain fell. That's right. But uh, one of my favorite parts was uh, uh, he talks about how me and my guys would mix American football and basketball together. We would run through snow and push each other and shoot. No dribbling. It was so fun. Just push each other in snow and score. <laughs> so fucking great. Slam ask him, what position do you play? Oh, I don't know because I was worse. You know, I still can't even catch the ball. <laughs> I am working on it, though. Trust me, guys. <laughs> I love that your, your imagination of Timofey Moskov's laugh is a little bit like Skyler, our friend Skyler. <laughs> <laughs> that one's, I mean, that one's sort of funny, um, but also, like, seriously, we'll on catching the ball. Seriously, Timo. Seriously, I, Timo uh, uh, skill, Timo the funny thing is, actually, Timo Fayamashko actually has good hands for a guy his size. That's just, I mean, that's just how bad people his size have, are, are catching the ball. It makes sense. Their arms are so freaking long. It's like trying to catch a ball with broomsticks. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, anyway, just classic. If you love Timo, uh, Timo like we do, uh, you've got to read that. Uh, all right, let's get into the Cavs roster. Uh, let's start with the unsigned. Yeah. Right. So there's we almost got the whole gang, whole band back together. We're very close. No one's left yet, right? No one's what? left. Who? No one. Right? People that the people that are the traded. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Miller. That's right. Miller's left. Right. So, that's, so the Miller's gone, but we'll get to that in a second. So uh, uh, TT and Jr. All the two guys haven't come back. Important pieces haven't come back yet. Uh, Tristan Thompson. I mean, what do you think? I mean, he's going to sign, right? It's, it seems like he has to. There is a, and I know in the beginning of July, we, we, first of all, the last time we potted, I think we thought it had happened already. Right? That's right. We thought it was done deal. Out. Him, it was Love, Shumpert, and TT all signed. Such day a perfect one day. Of free agency. It felt great. Such then, a perfect day. Then it sort of comes out that TT hadn't. Mm-hmm. And it was always, let's not worry about it. It's not, it'll happen. It's going right. to take time. I'm starting to get a little worried. About it, it's it's August first tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
doesn't seem like it's close to happening. Now, the, at some point, the reasons to not worry remain the reasons not to worry. There's no other team that can offer him, mm -hmm. but really, that it's going to do it because they know the Cavs are going to match almost any offer that he gets. Even if they, somebody does something silly like that three-year right. poison pill deal the Mavericks did with Chandler Parsons, we can mm -hmm. match that. Totally. Um, a max deal, we'd probably ma I don't. We'd ma we'd totally max a match deal. I mean, it, it would be a bummer. We would have him locked up as long, but the per year numbers are actually in our favor. Yeah, it's actually likening less than what we're trying to offer. So the I only think. the only thing we could get screwed on is if he just takes the qualifying offer, which is six point seven million, which is already crazy low, eight million low. lower than what he's hoping for. Right. Um, and a, a big risk by him. I mean, yeah. I know he's been durable, but I mean, the reason why I'm confident. It's going to happen soon. Is that um, Team Canada is about to play the qualifiers for the Olympics, and TT cares a fuckload lot about yeah. Team Canada. Like he considers himself a leader, like one of the one of the team captains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's been really vocal about that. And uh, uh, he can't play at all in that unless he signed up. They can't risk it. Uh, same reason why uh, he personally can't risk it. He can't risk it. Yeah, it's just dangerous for his contract. He can't do that. So that's pressure. So if he passes on qualifiers, then I'm going to be fucking worried. Sure. Another reason not to be worried is I was seeing, uh, I think LeBron did a Q&A um, yesterday on Twitter. Uh, my favorite was watching Cavs Twitter send him the not serious questions. <laughs> Slobbing softballs at him. <laughs> yeah. Who should be the Browns starting quarterback? <laughs> this is a great question to ask LeBron, uh, which he dutifully ignored. Somebody asked him about Tristan. He chose that one to answer and say, of course it's coming back. Like yeah. it, it, That just, you know, he didn't, he didn't put pressure on him to sign one way or another. He's super important to our team. We can't live without him. Of course, he's coming back. It's know. interesting. My read. He could be pressuring the Cavs to like yeah, up. He could be pressuring. I read the somebody that, that said that that was LeBron putting more pressure on the Cavs to do it. And I sort of read it. No. Not that way. No, I, it's yeah. just like let's this this will get done. It has to get done. And I think he can exert pressure on. And again, the, just the same as he can. The fact that us. the fact that LeBron signed already without waiting for it, just nixing that entire uh, Windhorst uh, to, uh, yes. uh, story, which, which Windy has completely forgotten, miraculously. I love, I used to love Windy. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm complicated feeling for most yes. of Windy now. Uh, so I think TT's coming back. I think we're real. I think it's got to happen. Like I said, I'm a little more worried about it. I checked Twitter compulsively waiting for the, yep. Yep. waiting for it to break. Yep. Um, but it's been nice for me. Actually, I haven't been checking as much over the past couple of weeks. It's been nice. Uh, I've been slowed down. Sure. Well, every time I check something to look at, I'm like, ah, I'll just stop checking. But like, ah, God, that first week in July, it was, every time you check, there was something crazy new. Uh, anyway, so JR. JR, I feel even better about, honestly. Oh, yeah. He I just mean, has no guy. options. Well, poor guy. He should have he 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 taken his qualifier. I know. Not a qualifier. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The, the, the player option. option. Sorry. The player option. Sorry. Player option. Uh, he's going to get probably less than that. The Cavs are good. I like, who gives a shit? Pay him, pay him the same money now for one year. Just give it to him back. That's a pretty good. Yeah, it's it, honestly, I'd like him for two years, but I think, but I'm fine with him for another one year deal. You don't want long term with Jr. I think you want him True. constantly playing for the next contract. You know, like right. That's I, I don't want him getting comfortable. Nope, like that. So I, I agree with you. Two years, even with a team option on year yeah. two, or I, I said the thing at the beginning. I'd be thrilled if we can get him for two years at even like eight million. Yeah, which all I think is realistic. Real, and now he's gonna get less than that per year, which is fantastic for us. Oh, two years at eight per year. Eight per year. I think he might get two years, eight million total. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. So from the cash perspective, this this is even better. Yeah. But it's you know it's pretty clear there's not a market for him. No, and I think Jr. is gonna sign quickly and sign the. I think he'll find find a way to take. I don't know. I have I don't know what Jr. Jr. is sort of an enigma. If I were him, I'd take less money for more years. Enigmatic, athletic, and handsome. 
So right, so right. I wish I had that set up. Uh, I should, I should, I, this is poor planning on my part. Should, we should have started JR with the music. Well, let's wait till something. We have some movies. That's true. That's true. Um, he'll come back. Yeah. I'll, I'll be happy to have him. Yeah, likewise. Said, especially at that number. Likewise. Um, but, ooh, miscalculation of the market by the uh, so a lot's happened since we last potted. Uh, we have a ton of signings. Let's start with uh, Mo Williams. Yeah, well, last we talked about this, Pat, I, I was think both of our consensus it. was take a look and slowly back mm -hmm. out of the room. Exactly. I've talked myself back into it, which is what naturally owners do of whenever a sign comes through. <laughs> of course. Uh, so to, it's funny. Uh, 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 Trevor um, Ignati uh, from uh, – Fear the sword has been pretty down on most of the Cavs uh, signings, and I think he he kind of lays out all of the uh, the bad parts. Especially uh, for Mo Williams, he doesn't do well under pressure. He's been trending down on three pointers. Uh, he used to be good when he would go to the basket. He has to go to the basket at all anymore mm -hmm. because he's getting old. So he just kind of is a chucker. Uh, but again, I think that's because he was playing on bad teams where he had the chuck. I think he could play yeah, the I same. Agree. I think I think he could play the same kind of role. They play with us before. He won't. Especially, he's been asked to do way more with us the first time around, but he will be this time for sure. Now he'll be his job. He's the be, starting point guard and second scoring option on those teams. Right. He is the eighth scoring option. Oh, I, I mean, I, I mean, on this team, he'll be the second scoring option on the second unit. Yeah, he's not even the first scoring option on the second unit with Jr. out there. Although I wonder if you can put the two of them out in the second. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Those are, those are two big shooters, which is great. No, you can. And, and I think Jr. was playing within himself uh, when everyone wasn't hurt. And I think that'll be it'll help this game. But I think I see the same thing for Mo. I see him. His job is to, be to dribble the ball off the court, so Delhi doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. Having Delhi play two guard yep. and second units, fantastic. That's better for Delhi. Yep. But he can um, still guard point guards. I mean, you can you put him on the tougher of the. You put Delhi on the tougher, the tougher defensive yeah. climate. You try and hide Mo a little bit and hope he's not a total tire fire on yep. defense. Uh, and who knows if he will be a tire fire? But you know, second unit, you know, it's not, it's not as important. And he can pull him. I mean, that's you got pull up Jay, which is great for instant offense if you need it in you know uh, in a pinch if things are breaking down. Um, and he's he's I, I think he's, I'm hoping that his three point shooting will go up now that he's in a good team. Well, it has it has the open you know shots. most guys three point Ten. shooting goes up when they're playing with LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, so we'll see that bump. So I think I, it's it's a good it's a good it's a of good the options good that thing. were available for us there. I don't know that there was a whole lot else yeah. that we were going to get for that one. It's not like it's costing us a whole lot. No. Um, I like that and. You know, I'm a I'm a human, mm -hmm. I'm a human being, Pat. and uh, you got you got to love got to love the story. Uh, yeah, it's nice to have him. He took it the hardest of anybody. I I will him. always love Mo. I mean, Mo Mo is a microcosm for you and me, Matt, mm -hmm. right? Because Mo was like all of us fans, uh, and I hope Scooter, our our Cavs hater, who still hates LeBron and hates the Cavs because of LeBron. Um, uh, Mo Williams was like all of us. He was the one guy who refused to shake LeBron's hand. After LeBron left and came back, and there was this, this great vine. You gotta go find it. There's a vine, <laughs> vines out there of LeBron going to shake Mo's hand. Mo just blows past him, and LeBron kind of go has the look of like you can see him look hurt yeah. and upset, and like what, what the hell? And you could what you can see with that, Scott. What you can see with mm -hmm. that is he didn't understand. He didn't get it. He yeah. didn't get it back then. What he just done? It was clear he had no idea what he just done. Like it was one of those. He was like 25, 26. Yeah, I was a, I was a goddamn anyway. I'm, I'm a goddamn idiot now. Yeah. I was a bigger idiot when I was 26. I, yeah. you know, I think you've gotten worse. What's that? I think you might have gotten worse. I, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. All the drinking and yeah. beers kind of. I, I agree with you, though, but I also, I, it also starts to have a feel of like LeBron settling all his business. Yeah. You know, in a, in a good way. Yeah. In a he's, good he, way. He's making right. Making right yeah. with everybody that he. I mean, just like. Booby. I don't know steps. what he's going to do for Booby. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Booby. 
poor Booby. He's got, you know what he's gonna do? He's gotta sign. He's gotta get like because Booby's doing music now. I, I still follow right, him on Twitter. He'll he'll take he'll sign him up to one of you know he'll, he'll get him to do a track on uh, Space Jam Two. Yeah. I think that's what he's gonna do with Booby. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna settle things. I love this though. Um, so anyway, I, I'm on. I'm now on board with Mo. Uh, Richard Jefferson. He's, it's like veteran minimum, right? For sure. Uh, that's a good deal. I, I, we we didn't have this on the roster last year. Someone who could uh, look. I mean, Matrix is supposed to be that guy. Matrix was was beat and couldn't shoot. No, and I think was more hurt during the year than got talked about. Yeah, right? like he banged. I can't remember if it's me or if it got banged up mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs. I think he was. Well, did I ever tell you that my sister's boyfriend, before one of the playoff games, was out at a bar and saw Sean Marion smoking a hookah? <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. Like at like seven o'clock. It's the kind of thing you might do with Boris Diaw, you know, like Boris Diaw with a, having a glass of wine and smoking a hookah. Oh yeah. Uh, that makes me like like Matrix so much more. I was kind of sad that Matrix didn't have like a big uh, finish with us. Oh, he did that last game of the season when he stole the ball to win the game uh, in overtime, our last regular season game. Oh yeah. We played Matrix for, for big minutes at the end because we were benching all starters, and Matrix stole the ball to win the game. It was awesome. And you know LeBron and Kevin Love played each other. were jumping all over each other. But, but I think I like Richard Jefferson more. Yes, uh, he's a better shooter. I was surprised by this. I looked at the numbers. I couldn't believe this. He's, he five shot years in a row. At 40%. Four out of five years, he's had a three-point shooting average above forty percent. That's amazing. What he doesn't do, and this is what this is the knock on him that um, I've read from other uh, Dallas Mavs uh, bloggers, is that he doesn't take a lot of threes though. Like you want him to take more, he passes up threes and drives the basket because he overestimates how how good he is at finishing. Right. Although he can still fly, there were some great dunks that he had last year. No, I think he's got more in the tank athletically than Marion yeah. did last year. Yeah, I agree. So again, veterans minimum. What do we really need him to do? Spot LeBron. Like I'm, I'm more confident with him being able to play. Ten minutes a game. Yeah, and I think the bigger role for Jefferson is not so much the the the, uh, the ten minutes a game he plays. With the once a week against the really bad team, bench LeBron, start Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have Jefferson play 20, 30 minutes. Apparently all of his big numbers come when he plays big minutes. Yeah. So he's not actually a great rotational player, but he's going to be a great regular season player. Because yeah. that's my biggest concern is resting Kyrie, Kevin Love, and LeBron throughout the year. Yes, which they, and they the only way you can do that is by having tons of uh, power forwards in the roster. Check uh, with Barish up back mm-hmm. if he's healthy. Uh, and we'll talk about the uh, depth there in a second. Uh, with Point Kyrie, card. now again, you know, Mo. So it helps that, though, for sure. Yeah. Between Mo and Shump and hopefully JR comes back, we can, we can give Kyrie days off, too. Um, as long as one of the three, three – as long as two of the big three are playing at all times, we should start doing that. We should start resting for sure, guys every day. Spurs um, model on steroids. And with LeBron, yeah. I'd be – I think we talked about this before. But, you know, if you – I don't know, probably. He wants to go take two weeks and hang out in Miami in Do December. It. Do it. I don't care if we take – if we go – if we lose all ten games, fine. We'll catch up. It's fine. It's that clearly Home court advantage does not matter. It's about winning. Um, sidebar though, the interesting thing about Roger Jefferson is that he committed verbally in the uh, moratorium period, as yeah. everyone heard about, which we this uh, is some positive caps fallout from uh, the DeAndre, <laughs> from DeAndre Jordan situation. He had, he had committed verbally to Dallas Mavericks, and I don't know. I feel like Mark Cuban's reaction to the DeAndre situation has been to the you know it's not it's not going to handle this. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be the best, most amazing, good guy ever. Yeah. Just to just to rub in. Want me to teach you something idea. about keeping your yeah. word? Yeah. Here it is. Here it is. I'm telling all of our guys who made verbal verbal agreements with us, you're out of your verbal agreements. You mm-hmm. made these verbal agreements with the understanding that DeAndre hit, uh, was going to stand by his word. I can understand that he screwed word? you the same way he screwed me. So we're not going to do the same thing. We're going to let you guys make your yeah. decision now. And uh, and actually letting them do it. With, uh, 
I mean, we I can't believe they, they gave Max to money to to uh, uh, West Matthews coming yeah. I mean, off an Achilles tendon injury. I mean, I've gotten into into fun arguments with uh, uh, Cash Twitter about because Cash Twitter really is down on Barishow. Uh, they make a good case that he was de- trending downward last year, but I keep saying the team sucked when he was playing. Oh, for the previous yeah, they keep saying plus minus numbers. His on court numbers were terrible. I'm like, yeah, but that's I, I think you got to give it a pass given his past record yeah. and what he's able to do with uh, uh, the tire fire our defense was last year. Yeah. Uh, he was the one guy who was making baskets with LeBron. Having you know, LeBron was forcing things with him because it was great to have him back. And there's a lot of weird shit going on. I think you got to discount some of that. I think so too. But Cashier's just d- jumped off. I mean, the, the Achilles. I get that. The Achilles is like you don't know what that. But the Achilles, make a good recovery. If again, he comes back full steam, I'm bullish on Barish. And again, think about what we need from him. He's no longer our starting center. He's the backup center. Backup. He's fourth. Third I mean, yeah, He's our fourth. Forward. He's our fourth big. Yeah. Right. He's our fourth big, so uh, I, don't, I don't get the, the controversy. Yeah. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, so huge that uh, uh, Dallas let him walk out and rejoin with us. Uh, our, uh, but <laughs> I don't know, just want to say with the DeAndre situation. I mean, the greatest shit about that. I can't. There's too much. There's too much. I can't believe that actually happened. It, it was amazing. I mean, I guess we're late in the game to really get into it now because it was a month ago almost. But uh, I mean. Wild, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. This is clearly the most villainous team. I mean, I mean, I was we, before this happened, we still were kind of in agreement that uh, Golden State's the most hateable team, right? Oh, for us, for yes. us, certainly. Yes. But also because they don't get they don't get the worldwide cred for being hateable. Everyone still lo- because everyone loves them. It makes them even more hateable. For sure. When they should actually be even more. They're much more hateable than the the national media gives them credit for. Um, but. Uh, uh, And now the Clippers. You, you think the Clippers have overtaken them? Oh my God! I mean, they were trolling the Mavs while they were doing yeah, this. Pretty actively. I mean, pretty actively, they aggressively. Got real, they got they got real aggress- jerky. People, people are just like, "Oh, this is funny." And I was like, "This is kind of this is stepping over into rule too mean." <laughs> sort of mean. It's like uh, if you're fighting over a girl with a guy, and then you <laughs> get her, and then you just 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 keep trolling the guy afterwards. Putting the picks on. Here she is. Here she, Here she is in my bedroom. I wonder what's going to happen. It reminds me of the SNL skit that Will Ferrell did uh, of the uh, guy who won a campaign election and kept running campaign ads after he won. <laughs> <laughs> just rubbing it in the guy who lost face. Yeah. Hey, I won. You didn't. Vote for me. Oh, you already did. <laughs> like, that sort of felt like what was going on. It's a little too much. Yeah, they had no, uh, no real decorum. No, none. And what's interesting, though, is that like the Clippers now are, are to me, one of the teams that scares me the most now because they didn't scare me last year. I really wanted the Clippers in the finals because I felt like we would have just destroyed them because mm-hmm. they didn't have depth. We didn't have depth either, but you know by that, t- that point, but we could have, I think, hung with them uh, defensively that we could have worked them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we clearly were in their heads, uh, and I would have liked that matchup. But now they kind of fixed their situation. They they what, they changed uh, Matt Barnes and Spencer Hawes, Spencer Hawes for – Stevenson, uh, yeah, um, and um, Paul Pierce. I mean, and they got Josh one more Smith. too, Josh Smith. I mean, look, I mean, they can all blow up in their face. Patients, but. They can all blow up in their face. Uh, but you know, the one thing that uh, what's his name, Doctor Rivers, seems to be good at is is getting guys to buy in. Uh, I mean, if he can make Rondo a good player, uh, I think he can make something. He can, maybe he can get Josh Smith to stop doing step back threes, even though that's what beat them. Uh, that's one of those things that happens once in a. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, it's interesting. 
the West is a is a monster game now, man. Right? Like the Spurs, Spurs so of course. Crazy. Jesus, the Warriors are who they are. We know. Uh, the Clippers miraculously back from the break are improved. Yeah. Um, Houston, I think, is still good. And um, I, people are sleeping on the Thunder a little bit too. I think. I'm totally sleeping on the Thunder. I keep forgetting that they got a new coach. That actually there's actually going to be a good coach. Um, I mean, on Scotty Brooks, right? Mm -hmm. It was terrible. Yeah, he ran off. He was a Mike Brown offense when he ran basically with amazing players, and that, that they got there because the players. Yeah. I mean, he played he, again like Mike Brown. Good defense. They played good defense, and he's a good defensive coach. But uh, I don't. He was just not inventive enough with the weapons he had. My concern with them is I saw a projection with Dion starting. Is there? Ooh, that's a mistake. Big mistake. But again, that's the They have Dion on that team, so I mean, like I want Dion to do well. I want him to make the playoffs. Yeah. But, I'd like the end to shine. I, I don't know that it's... Uh, if you haven't seen, he's going to get his number three back next year. Oh, really? Yeah, he's been tweeting about it. I still follow him on Twitter. I still miss him. He's still fun. I love him, man. I mean, he's. I mean, I, I now know, know him for what he was. <laughs> I'm not a good basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> At least, like, not feeling up to his promise, not having the right attitude, all that stuff. He's still an all right guy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really want him to do well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, though that, that could be a state interesting team. But I, I can't be scared about them until I see... Uh, KD come back at full strength. Sure. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna believe it till I see it. Yeah. Um, You're gonna see it though. I'm, I'm terrified. So that means Thunder terrifying. Warriors still terrifying. Spurs always terrifying. Clippers terrifying, and they're like the villain terrifying. And actually, you know who secretly Bad got guys. better? I think it's the uh, the Grizzlies. Oh god, I forgot about, god damn it, god damn it, I forgot about the Grizzlies. You can't forget about them. Right? They got everybody. They got some three back. point shooters. They got Brandon Wright. Their Achilles heel is they don't have three point shooters. I don't think they did get a three point shooter. I thought they did. They I got somebody decent. No, they got somebody. I can't remember what it was, but they're not like not an amazing three point shooter, but they got somebody who can actually hit three point shots at a, at a high thirties percent rate. Matt Barnes. God damn it. They got Matt Barnes. Mark Browns can't hit three pointers, but not, you know. That is an extra little toughness element. To Absolutely. That. That's a tough, nasty team, man. They're good. And the Rockets. The Rockets good. That's six. And then on the outside looking in. All those other teams, you know. It's like a, it is a mash in there. Like, I guess the Kings could conceivably. I, I'm better, not worried about really, that. They're, they're, they're not They're not They're not talking. Minnesota's that's, that's, not there, but we'll get but, there. Yeah, but that's not worried about them. These are, these are, but those are six possible title contenders. Those four, the, the, the four, mm -hmm. it's coming from those four most likely, but don't 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 sleep yeah, on that. The next two levels are good. The Jazz Absolutely. are going to be way better. New Orleans? Oh, my God. Yeah. Davis may be the best player in the league. I don't think you can sleep on him. No, I think he's probably going to be MVP next year. Uh, I feel bad for LeBron. LeBron wants, LeBron wants another MVP. Bad. I, I sort of want bad. LeBron not to have an MVP, so he has gets it real Exactly, angry. exactly. Exactly. I'm angry LeBron. All right, we got to move on. Uh, got a few more things. Just briefly, uh, Delhi. Delhi. Delhi's back. Just, just the right way. Just the right amount. One year. <laughs> I can't believe he's still a restricted free agent next year, too. Yeah. This is this couldn't be more perfect than the Cavs. Mm -hmm. They're starting up Cavs right now. They're starting up Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that that's perfect. perfect. It's a perfect deal. I don't um, know who, what his agent was thinking, holding out for $4 million a year. I mean, you know what? People were seriously saying it. I think yeah, yeah, it was worth a try. I guess that's true. No, be, people, people, smart people on Twitter were saying it. Smart cast with Jacob Rosen was saying it. And Jacob Rosen from waiting for next year, it, I, I that's a smart basketball yeah. sports mind. Uh, uh, that's not a little bit too high praise. Yeah, uh, I don't mean, I don't mean as, a, as, a, as a diss on, on Jacob Rosen, but I just said mine. Like, like, yes, <laughs> like a, like, within the Cleveland, within the Cavs Twitter world, he, he is a paragon, right? Uh, so, so but the point being, he's not an idiot, yeah. <laughs>
Footsafe. He knows more than we than we do. To me, it was always too much, though. I, I agree. Uh, but, but the point being, if, 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 if that kind of conventional wisdom was out there, I could see as an agent like saying, maybe the Catholic dumb enough. <laughs> right, 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 right. Also, like, I mean, Delhi was playing up that hometown discount. Uh, and, I mean, just he was doing tons of extra signings in Cleveland. Yeah. He was all over the place. Like, he was playing up the hometown hero. Well, hometown hero. The, whatever. The, fa- the, the the cult hero. Fan favorite. Fan favorite. Um, anyway, uh, happy, Delhi. You're back. Uh, another year of uh, Goon Squad. Yeah, it's great. Love uh, that price. Got, Love being able to do it again next summer so things go well. Uh, so then, yeah. The, 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 so, so, yeah, as you point out, we did lose one player. From last year, I don't, I'm not counting. Anyway. It was a trade chip. You're not counting uh, Marion's or Perkins. I'm not. You're right. Perkins is the first to go. Well, Marion retired. Yeah. Perkins was the first to sign somewhere else. And then we traded the Haywood chip for. I mean, it's amazing that Griffin was able to get a big 10.5 million trade exception for like nothing for like. So like, like yeah, which we got because we traded Christmas. This is very sad. We traded Christmas. We traded a big name. I know. I'm sad. I think he would have been helpful this year. It feels like it, 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 it weirded me out a little bit. Indiana signed him to a four-year, yeah, $4 million contract. That seemed high for a second-round pick. I don't know enough, but yes. that, I don't think any second-round pick gets $2 million a year. That's well, it's not $2 million. What's the cost of Four years, $4 million. $1 million a year for four years. That was I think more that's what that. I saw. Yeah, we should have done research. Oh, well. That was more. It, was, it seemed unusually high. Um, Regardless, high just that length was... A little crazy, right? Weird. Yeah. Especially because I think the reviews on him were pretty mixed from summer league. Yeah, he was he was trying to I mean, do. He a was lot. always going to be fringe. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I don't know. That makes me a little nervous. How about LeBron being okay with with Miller? Like Miller leaving. It's, it's so all this stuff about like the chatter is that Miller really wanted to go and wanted out. Mm-hmm. I assume because he wasn't getting playing, playing time. time. Where is he going to go? Oh, I think you can get some playing time with other teams that won't be making the playoffs. Champions. Well, I don't, I don't think it's interesting. Well, he's trying to go back to Memphis, right? They need a three-point shooter. They need a three-point shooting, but I mean, he won't be able. To, yeah, he had a good experience there. Yeah, he won't be able to hang though. I think with that, with that. Uh, I don't know what he's got left in the tank. I mean, he did not. He got this chance last year. I, but he, he's good in the regular season. And one thing was much no, nice about no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. He had moments, I should say. Remember we had that that blocked uh, winning game against yes. the uh, Raptors? That was awesome. That is it. But but like, that one game, I think, is what is what kept. Kept uh, Black going back to the well, plus his role of being a leader on the team. Uh, well, and through the middle, uh, you know, when LeBron was out, he started oh, yeah. a ton of games. It's true, he was terrible. He was awful. Yeah. Truly awful. Truly awful. Not shooting well. Um, what's funny, though, is uh, uh, I think part of it has to be whether LeBron's okay with this. Is not only is Dan Gilbert like going to be still spending shit tons of packs and not having a problem with it whatsoever, realizing this helps the team get better, realizing that Mac McMillan wants to have more playing time somewhere else. Yeah. And knowing that it wasn't that it wasn't like oh Coach Blatt didn't want to give you playing time. It was Coach Blatt tried to give you playing time. Yeah, and it did not work. Yeah. Like Coach Blatt was ridiculed for starting you in Game One of the, the, the semifinals, uh, and uh, uh, you know so Coach Blatt went to bat for Mike Miller. So there's no there's no bad blood there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's amazing that that happens. Um, so I think I, I was fine with with both of those trades. I'm fine giving up the second round. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that people like him as assets, but you have him as assets to do stuff like this. Right. It'll be interesting to see. We, we had high hopes that Haywood was going to turn into a player, mm-hmm. and a lot of forces conspired to make that not a reality, the biggest of which being the salary cap. You know, right. it's just like teams aren't looking to dump salary like they have previously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... There's no guarantee that either of those things will turn into anything, but I think that that's an asset that you collect, and if an opportunity presents itself, you have the ability to Agreed. use it. 
Agreed. And Matt Griffin has proven himself adapted to doing that kind of stuff in season. Absolutely. Which is smart. There's no need to have, I think this is a, a Bill Simmons saying, that there's no need to have your roster set on, on July 31st or or October 31st, right? right. The teams make improvements during the year. Um, and this is just another thing that will allow us possibly to do that. Absolutely. Um, final thoughts to the cast before we move on. Uh, what do you think we're going to do with the final two roster spots? We have two more roster spots to fill. Assuming the TT and uh, JR the, the sign. The TT sign, exactly. Assuming TT and JR sign, um, which we've already agreed. So, Sasha Khan is, yep. the, is the one rumor. I would love that, by the way. I really think we should try and do that. I'd be just, especially if the money that is being bandied about, which is essentially the minimum. Yeah, and we, we, we and he's moving to the U.S., Sasha Khan. He I mean, wants to. His family wants to move to the U.S. He wants some reason to be here. Uh, we have his rights. Um, be flying right in my face. It's hard to focus. <laughs> uh, uh, and Sasha Khan. God damn it. Really I'm afraid to talk. He was like oh, trying to yeah. get in my mouth. It was crazy. Uh, uh, he still had me. It's fucking beef. All right. Um, let me talk for a second while I deal with this. So I think what I like, one, he would be our fifth big, which I'm just fine with. I'm going to narrate this. Pat is actively running away from a tiny D right now. <laughs> He's terrified. I need to reset. I need to reset the stage. Good I think still around you. Fucking right, man. Um, it's a, what I, I think I'm most intrigued about him is that's not somebody we really need to play absent a couple injuries. Um, it, he becomes a chip for us. Even if he doesn't uh, sign with us, that he wants to come back and play in the States is enough that he could be the, the grease to our trade exceptions to really turn them into something interesting. So I think, I certainly think that's a possibility. Everybody's suggesting that that's a spot or two could just be left open for tax savings. This thing, this bee is after. Every time I come back, it's like, no. Right in your face. Swat it, man. Just kill it. You're way bigger than it. You are way bigger than that bee. Thousands of times. Um, and I guess the other guy is Sir Dominic, right? He's going to D League, right? It seems like it. I'm, I'm a little confused about if that counts as a roster spot for us or not, though. If we can retain his rights as a second round pick and send him. To the D League, and it's just it's like a minor league. You're not counting against your 40 man roster in baseball. Um, I'm not entirely sure about that. He's after me now. <laughs> yeah, he's coming after you. Here, I'm not scared of these though. So he's a coward. Uh, I think the rule actually is you, there's four players you can designate that that uh, can't be signed off. You, you retain the rights. You retain the rights to, to, the rights to oh, it. And they're on a roster. I think that's the that's the that is game. What's going to happen? My thoughts on Sasha Khan was trying to save from the B attack me uh, was uh, we need that insurance. We need we need to have at least four startable quality big men, and you, you, you're just five. What's that? No, no, I'm sorry, but I mean you have four playable at any one time. Having five allows you to always rotate, to always have one guy sit every night. You know what sure. I mean? And that's I think that's 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 ideal to keep the health of the team going and protects us sure. when when a big injury does hit. And although. Our talk there ignores the fact that LeBron is a yeah, but it's legitimately a power forward. But we don't want to play in power forward in, in the regular season. I, I don't know. Much, I, I think the league's is. changing. And you see Byron Scott's talking about uh, Kobe playing power forward some this year. Come I know on. Byron Scott's don't. crazy, but I'm just saying that's the the NBA is changing enough that the small ball thing is really taking off, and that their Paul Pierce is going to play. Uh, the four. four for them with Griffin at, at center. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They don't have another backup. I guess maybe, but that—that's what happened. So we we shouldn't ignore that. Man. So 
All right, so I think we we, we like, like to see Sasha Khan be the 14th pick, and if, if we just kind of leave the 15th spot open, and then wait until and, and we have flexibility, and we don't have anybody exactly. at max, etc. All right, Maddie, it is time to move on to the tribe. Mm. Something makes me happy. I know. <laughs> we're going to give it a little bit a little bit first. Rolling into Cleveland to the lake. We'll have to wait. How long until the, cur- the chorus? I should have planned this. Rising. You can let it go. On the River. Rolling into Cleveland to the lake. God damn it. We'll play this in the background as we talk about this. <laughs> uh, that, I think, summarizes how I feel about the Indian season this year. Burn on. The depressing song from when things were terrible at the yes. beginning of Major League. Exactly. That's how I feel about the Indians right now. It sucks, man. Who the fuck are these guys? It, uh, I was... I didn't know we still had a team. <laughs> I was super excited coming into this season. Big time. Right? And I think for a good reason. Um, it, um, I, I think we're at a point now, whatever, the this season's essentially done, right? Like, we're I, I mean, that's the big question, right? We, we, look, I mean, like, it is one of the last two games. Uh, um, last hmm. two. We had a big, you know, I mean, I... I Indians broke out for 12 runs uh, two days ago, and I, my actual my reaction was, "Fuck you, tribe!" Like, ah, this is the this has been the Indians' offense for the past like like 10 years of anemic offense: one run, zero one, one run, one run, zero one, zero one, two run, one run, and then all of a sudden, 14 runs when it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, could you just consistently put up four? I know you average it out when you have these big, worthless scoring games. Could you just – and I know that's the illogical what, what I'm arguing for, but it's just it's so well, aggravating. What's interesting about what you point out, though, is there's some – one of the reasons – most of the pundits really like the Tribe coming into this yeah. season, right? And again, for good reason. And even when they weren't so good from the beginning, a lot of people were still on top of them. Patience. Like there's some guys that should, hurt, should come back to the mean in a good way. And they had had a lot of uh, – I'm going to forget the name of this term, but it's like – like. Uh, clustering bad mm-hmm. luck, mm-hmm. right? So that they were getting hits, but just not clustering them together in the yes. right way. And they can't rally. That feels like you're leaving guys in scoring position, and that just feels shitty. But it is, in some ways, it is just luck or bad when your hits get clustered together or when they don't. Right. And that that was going to turn back around. And theoretically, it's still can, it sucks that this is a lost season. It sucks that coming off of the playoff game two years mm-hmm. ago until last year being a little disappointing. They weren't terrible, but yeah. they certainly didn't build on it. They were it. hanging around. They just didn't make and this. This year was the year to make a statement. They just done all the work to um, Jacobs Field, Progressive Field, mm-hmm. uh, to try to get some more fans back in there. This felt like the year to really make a big step to me. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't, and they've been so terrible at home too. That's one of the worst things about it. Their home record just you know, like I get so mad at cat. I get so mad at Indians fans. I live in you know New York. You live in San Francisco, uh, working uh, Cleveland fans, going to see the empty seat. Like I lived in Cleveland, I'd be going all the time. It's so depressing. Going all the time. Yeah, I, that would be like a, a three times a week, you know, thing if they're in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it so aggravates me. But then when the tribe just justifies it by, you know, taking a steaming hot dump 
on their fans. Uh, you know, they were finally crowded for the, this homestand, and they lost the first yep. five uh, five games straight. No, no, six games. It was a seven-game homestand. We lost. We got swept in four games by the White Sox, like badly. It was like oh, that was awful. That was like we outscored. I think like something like twenty-eight to three. Yeah, that was the old where two games back of the Tigers and going just to a four games where he's at home and just getting swept. destroyed. And that's the thing. We we, we were with three games below five hundred, right where I was saying we needed to be. We just need to be in striking distance of five hundred yeah. when, se- when September rolls around, and then we'll make our run. And it just uh, totally shit the bed. Yeah, we just shit the bed. Now we're like seven games, I think, under 500. I'm checking Twitter right now because I'm terrified they're going to announce that they've traded Carrasco. Which makes yeah, I was just saying, the, the one positive has been uh, last night was the thir- third straight game, uh, Indian starting pitchers uh, through a complete game. Yeah. yeah. Bauer, then Kluber, and now Carrasco was just nasty last night So the, in Oakland. The, the beating part at the center of this is this team should still be good for a Long time. They got that, these, that these starting four, four amazing pitchers. starting four for the next five years wrapped up. They got it's it. incredible. I don't know why. I, I hope this Carrasco trade stuff is just coming from other teams. I don't know why on earth yeah. we would trade him. There's no, that makes no sense. We have him wrapped up for five years. And the thing is, it's so hard to get this many good starting pitchers in a row. We had them for five years. It's so much easier to sign a good guy, a guy who's not Michael Bourne, a guy who's not Nick Smasher. We just need to sign two bats. And they've got bats coming up in the system yeah. that should be here. It's the, the, we can fix the offense. It's so much harder to. to it, it, this is we struck gold with these pitchers. We got we got to run with this. We no, cannot I, let any of them go. I, I, I totally agree. I, I would be furious with them if they yeah. did that. There were some trades though, Matt. What were your takes on the? We traded Murphy and so we uh, traded Moss. Murphy for to the Angels for a Double A shortstop who it doesn't seem like a whole much. I don't think he's a great A. I don't think they were going to get a whole lot from Murphy. Right? I just wanted a utility guy maybe in the system. Yeah. yeah. It just might be an, uh, uh, an organizational depth guy. They need a shortstop there. Maybe they saw something in him they liked and they can, think they can flip him. Obviously, I think Lindor is going to be ensconced in that position for a long time. So the Brandon Moss trade, the kid they got, whose name I'm totally blank on, uh, from the Cardinals, instantly became the third third-rated prospect in our whole minor league system. Huh. One says something about the weakness of our minor league system. Yep. Um, but two, that's a great trade. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't think Moss was signed beyond this year. We're going to lose him anyway. The flip him, that's a classic Indians move. Good uh, move. Yeah. And that's what I thought we were doing with Nick Swisher to an extent when we signed him. Like, uh, mm-hmm. that big deal. We're like, oh, well, we'll be out of the contention and we'll trade him for, for a pick. But he's yeah. been so terrible. He's just I mean, he's hurt. Been he's been hurt, too. I like Swish. Even, he was great. The first, guy. the first, like the first half of that first season, he was with us. It was awesome. super fun. Like he was, such, he was one of those guys that was like, I would hate this douche if he was on any other team at ours. But he's super fun to have on our yeah. team, and he's just been hurt. Nah, that's fun. Hey, but the Chiz kid's back. Chiz and Hall called back up with that heavy slow bat of his. Yeah, playing the outfield now playing too, the outfield. allegedly. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 I think we've got to be done with Chiz and Hall. It's Although too I like bad. Rochella. I love Rochella, and it's too bad for Chisinau because he was he was just crushing AAA pitching. He was one of those uh, guys who just he was he was supposed so to be like Kipnis. He thought he was gonna be just like Kipnis, yeah. and he just hasn't it just hasn't translated. Uh, Matty, is there any hope for the stretch run? What, look at the look at the look at our record. What, what are we at now? How how, how far are we have five hundred? We just won two in a row, so we're we're back off the snot. Uh, you know the seven right, game slide. That many in a row. I think we are. Uh, we both can't pull it honestly. We're five games under, six games under. Yeah, let's see here. We're uh, yeah, forty-seven and fifty-four. So, oh, that's depressing. Still, 
Seven, we got back a little bit. So I think it's going to be hard for them to get back in, right? All the teams yeah. around the margins for the wild cards are making big, moves. big pushes. Uh, Blue so, Jays, Royals, Astros. It's got to it's got to start now if it's going to happen at all. And even then, it's probably going to be a little. We're, I think it's short. Sure. I think we, I think we probably have uh, fall, fallen too far behind, too late in the season. I agree. To be. But it would do a, do us and the fans a lot of good to just be productive uh, and have a solid end of the season and build some momentum going into next year. I'd like to see that. Absolutely. This team, it stinks for this year because it mm-hmm. felt like there was a window. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about this club moving forward. We have all our important pieces locked up long-term. We've got some more good pieces in the system coming forward. I still like this front office. It's The Indians front office was a favorite of a lot of the more uh, numbers inclined pundits really, like Rob Meyer. Love yeah. every year from when it's like the late 90s teams broke up, right? Like the Toby mm-hmm. Indians broke up. So whenever you want to call that, a 102 yeah. sort of bottomed out there. Every year from like 04 through those People love them. Don't sleep on the yeah. It's a good front office. I feel like we've gotten some bad beats. Um, bad breaks, yeah. And God, I, I hope they keep plugging them and can turn it around soon. It should be a fun team. It should be such a fun team. I love great starting pitching. Burn on. Yeah. Burn on, Big <laughs> River. Sadly. Burn on. Well, if we fu- well, I was going to say, if we want to talk about depression, this is great. To, great yes, this is a good, pretty good transition. Nice, nice segue, Matt. But I think before we get into depression, there's a little bit of uh, fun stuff for us, Pat. Fun right? stuff, yeah. Before we get the Browns, talk about the NFL uh, for a second. Uh, the flake gate happened this week, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing is more amusing uh, than Pat's fans, uh, uh, Boston fans in general, having to deal with bad news it's great isn't it oh my god they they just turn into the most irrational awful human I mean, they're already awful human beings to begin with i'm sorry boston fans but you are uh, uh you have been you have been ever since you won the world series uh you've been you've been insufferable yes uh i used to love boston fans before the red sox won the world series you've been the worst absolute worst this is how bad you've been you've gotten your worst than new york sports fans way worse way worse it's like a deep long look in the mirror yeah, think about you that. guys did this to yourself think about that so, excuse me. Um, oh my God! Just watch. I mean, the, the defiance that Kraft and the Patriots have. This story is absolutely ridiculously, embarrassingly bad for the Patriots, for uh, uh, Tom Brady. He destroyed. He tried. To, his excuse was that he destroys his phone regularly, and the SIM cards. That's what he does. That's what he just destroys them. Moves on. You know, I. He did. He did say. You wanted my cell phone, and you wanted to look through the investigation. I just, you know, it slipped my mind because I just always do this with my phones and bash them with a hammer. Uh, it's just, it's one of those things that I do. Everyone does this, right? Right? That, that was impossible. that was his actual explanation. Is it possible that that's a thing celebrities do with their phones? No. I think they throw. Well, it's fine. Actually, you know what? You know what? I heard on the NPR the other day. So, uh, um, uh, Kim Kardashian was being interviewed by Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Which is crazy. I don't know why she would ever do that and why they would talk to her, but that seems like it was a really weird thing. Two mistakes were made. Yes, exactly. But it was fascinating because she said uh, he asked her like, "What do you do when you when you run out of space in your phone? You just basically like you know throw it away." She's like, "Yeah, like that's what they all that's what she always does." So maybe this is some weird like rich person thing that you do. Um, except that this is ridiculous. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Now, do you think there is? Do you feel that you could understand why Tom Brady might be reluctant to give his? Of course, 
phone to the NFL? Because the NFL leaked as much <laughs> shit as they could when they went in the shit hit the fan. The leaky ship that is the NFL. Yeah, I could see that. At the same time, you know, I mean, it was, it was the, the, I mean, the, the Patriots lawyers back when the first report came out said, oh, no, 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 uh, 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 taking the air out, what was the phrase they used? It was, it was, was, a, was a metaphor for losing weight. These guys were just talking about losing weight. <laughs> That's what they said when, when they tried to explain away all the tech saying, like, I'm going to take the air out Come of these on, balls. brother. <laughs> what I enjoy most about this, Pat, is this is like uh, watching two assholes mm -hmm. in a fight together, and yes. you're like, somebody's going to lose, and I will love it either way. Yes. And watching... Great. It's, it's great. And, and I hope it's maximal damage on both sides, because <laughs> it's not like we're fans of Goodell or the NFL. It's funny. When uh, when uh, uh, Bill Simmons, when he was at ESPN, he got... He's back. He's back. When Bill Simmons was happy, uh, I'm just gonna let it just yeah. crawl on me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, 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 I'm gonna let him trust me. We're gonna be, you know, we're gonna be friends. Me and this being. That's the way to do it. Uh, live and let live. When Bill Simmons was being suspended by ESPN for bashing Goodell, my reaction was, man, fuck ESPN, but also fuck Bill Simmons. He's also being a dick about this. Mm -hmm. It's like he's just this is him, you know, uh, uh, you know, the way he was trying to call out his boss. Is like oh, this, this, a, this is the worst part of Bill Simmons. That was pouty child. The pouty child yeah. stuff. So I was like, I, I was like, ah. It's like, it's like, F you, ESPN, for making me support and back up Bill Simmons. Yeah. Like, I was annoyed by that. And, like, this couldn't be a more perfect present to deal with that situation yes. by having the Patriots, the NFL's assholes, off against uh, 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 the NFL and Roger Goodell, the ultimate asshole. It's amazing because Kraft and Goodell are, like, buddies, yeah. right? That's got to be an awkward golf round. I, I can't wait for whatever <laughs> comes next. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of power cufflinks mm -hmm. uh, flashed by uh, Robert Kraft. Yeah. Wait, does anyone dress like more of an asshole than Robert Kraft? Uh, somebody must. The bright, uh, yeah, probably. But I don't know. He's just—he's up there. He's up there with the high. The, you know, doesn't he wear like the blue shirt with the white collar? Mm -hmm. One of those guys. Sure. Just God, sure. he didn't get the memo that that ended. Yeah. Oh my God, what an asshole! All right, Matt. It's time to uh, yeah. The, the training camp's in the way. It's day two of training camp. I was looking yeah. at on my, so on my Twitter account this morning. People are showing one-handed one grabs. Oh, oh man! And then dropping two-handed grabs. Yeah. Uh, right. Pat McManaman, uh, uh, not, so not to confuse with me, uh, followed up with a, uh, a, a video of uh, yeah. After that was all done, he just dropped the two-handed pass. Mm. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Pat McManaman. Can't, can't, let's be happy for one fucking second on day two of your training camp. Uh, let's talk ourselves into the Browns. Yeah, I like this bit, Pat. Let's yeah. get excited for a minute. Uh, let's first talk about first of all. The first half of the season was great. That was a real team. When we beat the shit out of the Steelers, that was a playoff team. Yeah. And they had everyone they had when they made the playoffs, and we just destroyed them. Then, of course, at the end of the game, we lost uh, 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 Mac, yeah. our center. Now, he wasn't that important. I think others were going on, but that was a big domino. Was a big that, that it created a domino effect. Yes. That, that hurt the season. The point is, the first like six games of that season, that was a real NFL football team. The first time I've had the Browns be a real NFL football team. Sake. Yeah. Uh, and that same team, Matt, that same team that played those first six, seven games or first 11 games mm -hmm. uh, is coming back. Minus Hoyer, who's, you know, we all – he was not a difference maker. I mean, I watched him play. How many, times, how many times did we talk ourselves into – it was great that he underthrew that ball to make sure that he caught it. No, he kept doing that. All, he, was, yeah. he was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he was – I love Hoyer. He was – yeah, I love the story. I love – you know, obviously, Mo Williams, we love those kind of stories. But Hoyer, we're not really missing anything. I, I, everyone's, everyone's upset about the Josh McCown signing, and he was the poster child of uh, the Grantland review of the worst signings in the NFL this year. Yeah. Which was the, yeah. the, he was right up there. But I'm like, I, I don't know. It's Our quarterbacks suck anyways. Well, it's not like it's locking us in. Hoyer was the, was the other option. Is he really that 
much of a downgrade from Hoyt? No. And if he's terrible, get then fine, whatever. You know, no big deal. We lost Sheard. I, I hated losing that. We lost Cameron. Yeah. Those are the big guys we lost. We lost some other guys that aren't really important. That's probably yeah, Kitchen. You're upset about. You don't care about at all. Huh? I mean, a good, good for depth. But he, he was never really a difference maker to me. His promise was much bigger than his actual that's production. And just an enormous human being. So that's all we lost. We basically got the same team back. Yes, a Plus, bad, a bad quarterback, a concussed tight end, and a good defensive lineman. Yeah, it's you know he's going to do well. Be very good, But on what? top of that, we've now added Terrell Pryor as a wide receiver. Whoa, you're blowing my mind. And as we mentioned, one-handed grabs from Terrell Pryor. He's going to make the conversion. He, he, uh, 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 Josh uh, Gordon is taking him under his wings. Hopefully not to show him uh, how to abuse uh, substances. Friend of friend of the podcast and uh, resident Browns expert, Brent Keating, mm -hmm. uh, had dinner with uh, last week when I was in Cleveland, and he says Terrell Pryor does not make the team. Yeah, he's probably right. But I think he, I think he makes the team. <laughs> I think he makes the team uh, on sentiment alone. It's good PR. We know the Browns will do that kind of shit for yeah. PR. Uh, also so because third-string quarterback. Also because I think if he shows any kind of promise, you hold on to that and see if you can develop throughout the season. It's one of those things that's worth gambling on. He's six foot four. Mm -hmm. Fast. You know, he can catch. Yeah. Yeah, the running around is hard to learn, so we give him more time. Uh, I, I, I would I would, I would like not. he could be a weapon in the red zone. Exactly. You gotta keep him around. Plus, Dwayne Bow. Ooh. Stone hands, but Ooh. but athletic and tall. Oh, Stretch the defense. Uh, he's the worst fantasy uh, wide receiver I've ever owned. Oh, I've owned him many twice. times. Twice. I've owned him twice. And, and every single me. time has been a horrible decision for me. Many times. I'll probably get him again this year. <laughs> probably. Plus, Ohio Heartline. Oh. Ryan Heartline, another Ohio State product. Oh, man. Awesome. That's something to be excited about, isn't I, it? I, I, I'm good for this receiver. My next, I mean, I'm always looking for the next Brian Brennan. Jervicious, you know, my, my, my white for this receiver. I love them, man. Love them so much. Oh, who's next? Didn't we get a, an amazing new punter? Pick? We did. We, we traded a seventh round pick for a punter. Oh, I mean, I'll Look. miss I'll miss Spencer Lanning, who trolled uh, 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 Mike. Uh, who is it? not Mike Wallace? Who is it? Antonio uh, Brown. Antonio Brown. Uh, oh, the kick to the face. Kick to the face. And he said, "I apologize to him." He's like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> On Twitter, <laughs> I, I will always love you, Spencer Lanning. You, you, yeah, you're all right. People like him. Too. If you ever come to Cleveland or, or Brooklyn and you recognize me, because I'm obviously a person that's known. Of course. I've been on TV before. Uh, you know, Fetch and I, I'll buy you a drink. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, also, the, the Trayvon Williams is a sleeper signing, uh, the uh, uh, Green Bay cornerback. Mm -hmm. We got a fucking deep secondary. I like our, I like our defense. Pat, Pat, let's talk about good, deep offensive line. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the better offensive lines in the league. Super deep. We Our, our first round draft pick, Cameron Williams, who Irving. I love that Cameron Irving. Cameron Irving, excuse me. Cameron Williams. <laughs> Cameron Irving, that won't be the first time I make the mistake. Uh, I'm sure. Of course. Uh, I'll call him Cameron Jordan next. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cameron Irving uh, was a great pick. I, I, I actually, I think I, I was predicting that. I wanted, uh, I wanted the two first round picks we made. I think I called. Yeah. Uh, and I was happy with. I was really thrilled with. He's he can play center. He can play guard. He can play tackle. That's an amazing asset to have. Uh, as good a, of a talent on the offensive line that he is. And on top of that, they're like, he might not make the he might not make the starter. He might right. be a bench player, which right. is which would be I think terrible because I don't think that Greco is that good. Uh, my hope is that he makes it as the right guard. He'll get there as the right guard, I think. I, I think, think um, yeah. And if he makes it as the right tackle, that means that Mitchell Schwartz has really fallen off the map, and that Greco right. is you know it won't be a good thing if he makes right tackle. I right. think the ideal situation is that he starts at right guard, and Greco's our you know 
our feeling. Solid offensive that's line. Super solid. Yeah, what about our defensive line? That's our pretty defensive solid. Line. We, we have a big draft pick, so our, our number one pick. You Another, like Shelton, don't you? I love Shelton. Hey, Shelton, the, the, his, his story. Do you make anything of the people that say that he's uh, too slow? He had I a mean, slow 40 time. I mean, isn't that what uh, nose tackles are supposed to do? Aren't they supposed to be slow? He's an enormous time. motherfucker. What did I care about? That? <laughs> shit. He, wear, he wore like a, a Pacific Islander skirt to yes. his. That's fucking he was awesome. At the draft. He seems like a very, very likable. Yes, I'm. I'm already on that bandwagon. Relatively together, down to earth guy. Exactly, and we got we, Duke Johnson, that weird draft pick. Uh, another, another running back, but whatever. We got this is a great running back team. I mean, this is a great, this is a good deep roster running backs. People like him. Um, who else did we get this exciting in the draft? Uh, Xavier Cooper. People are talking about a lot. The defense, another defensive lineman. That's right. That's right. He was a, he was a good good value pick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it sounds like we we made a lot of good smart. Long-term draft picks on top of the good talent we already have. Yep. This is one of the more talented teams we've had in a long time. What we don't have is the one thing that we'll need. We'll talk about this in a second. Obviously, the quarterback. But the other thing I want to say is in the plus for us, we still have a mean mugging son of a bitch as our head coach. Oh yeah, I like Petten still. I love him, man. I, I I really don't have a huge amount of criticism to make of his uh, in-game decisions. I mean, like, there's some. Sure. They're not great, but they aren't like. Uh, That's uh, not what did us in last year. No, they aren't Romeo Cornell level. Mm-hmm. They aren't uh, uh, Pat. Uh, what's his name? Shermer. Pat Shermer level. Uh, uh, you know, idiot moves. Yes. And he clearly commands the team. Yep. The team responds to him. They follow him. He has their ears. That's that's something that's not uh, something you can just you know yep. just count. I agree. Um, I'm gonna make a sidebar before we uh, talk ourselves out of this situation. <laughs> not what? what? A sidebar here. Uh, talking about Penn as a coach and how awesome he is. Reminds me. Um, so, as some of our, our friends know I, I've been watching uh, this this birthday present my dad gave me, uh, which is he gave me a bunch of classic Browns games on DVD. I've been watching it with my son, my four year old Arthur. Um, that's the one we're the Browns. Uh, NFL films, I think. Okay. These are these were these were recorded like late nineties. Okay, these guys were still young. So I watched the uh, recap of the Browns Jets double overtime playoff game oh, in nineteen eighty seven. Uh, was eighty six? I think it was eighty seven. It was eighty seven in terms of the playoffs. Like yeah. it was the eighty six season. Uh, um, that is, I mean, first of all, like guys, if you haven't gotten it yet, go out and buy it on Amazon, search for it and get it. It's worth it. Try and find the DVD. I'll, 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 I'll post it. It's, it's, it's so, so good. I'll tell you why in a second uh, or tell your wife or your you know family to get it your father's day or your birthday or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. Get it. It's great. Um, first of all, well, one thing I found was, uh, Marty Schottenheimer, was just an impossible situation. He, uh, uh, first of all, he had a quarterback who was my idol, Bernie Kosar, who was just, a, I mean, an unbelievable asshole. And Bernie Kosar basically admits it in his interviews. Uh, uh, he basically said during that game, you know, Marshawn really wanted to run the ball a lot, get the established running game. It's probably wrong to have done that. Bernie was probably right, but he kept every single time changing the call. He changed the call. Every single play, and you could hear Marty saying, you could, he, they, "They cut away to Marty talking on the headsets to Barry saying, can we just try one run? Let's just try one run. We could just try the play.'" Like he was like pleading with him, like he was a, a teenager. That's crazy. Or, or you know, like he was clearly not in command of the team. Yeah. Bernie was just undercutting him left and right. Lindy and Bondi was pissed at Bernie because Lindy and Bondi was not getting his calls made, and Bernie kept saying, "Like these aren't working. Make fucking pass." Like he was just being a total dick about it. And he was what then, twenty four? Yeah, he was just like you know, it, it was it was unbelievable. 
I mean, like, I, I, there's other stories of him doing this to Belichick uh, in his last game, actually, yeah. where they were playing terrible, and he's like, "Fuck you, I'm just, I'm just, I'm calling Threw up the field game. in the dirt." He just he he called he he called his plays in the second half. He scored huge touchdowns, yeah. and, uh, and he showed up Belichick, and Belichick fired him after that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Bernie even recognizes he's like, you know, I really just need to calm down. Like, I, you know, I, I have to trust in them a little bit. I mean, it wasn't working; they were wrong, but I need to let them see it before I started doing that. You know, that's a big reason why Bernie threw for like a playoff then playoff record, uh, like. 500 yards, yeah. like 480 yards. It was because he was throwing almost every down. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, Bill Cower was on that team. Yeah. He was a special teams coach. And I'd never seen this before. He was a fucking lunatic. Like, right, before, the game, before, lunatic before the game, uh, 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 tell me if you've seen this precedent before. Before the game, Schottenheimer gives his, like, pregame speech. You're like, you know, one play at a time, one play at a time. It's like, you know, standard thing. As soon as he walks in and you, belt, and you can see Cower, like, just, Standing in the background, just, get just getting up. so pumped, so pumped, waiting, waiting for Marty Schottenheimer to be done and walk away. The minute he walks away, he comes in, talks to the entire team. The special teams coach going, "Listen, guys," his eyes bulging, chin jutting, super intense. He's like, "We play this game the way we play it. Don't we know how we can play this game?" Like he's getting super pumped. Like, where does the special teams coach do that? Yeah. He was waiting for Marty to walk away so I can do the real pump up. Yeah. Later, there's a foul on a, a special teams play. And Marty starts yelling at the ref, and Power blows past Marty and gets right in the ref's face. And Marty has to grab him, pull him back, finish yelling at the guy. As soon as he walks away, Power right, <laughs> right back in, and he pulls him back, saying, "Listen, I'm the head coach. I will yell at them. Get back, get back." Like that's what he had to do. He had to deal with a bunch of children just constantly undermining his authority the entire time. Petten doesn't have that problem. And I'll say that about him. It was I was un, I, w- I was unaware how no, little command a, of the team that Marty Schottenheimer actually had. I think he just has a GM that's constantly trying to undermine. Himself. That's what he has. <laughs> but the rest of the team is on right. is on Patton's side. Yeah, uh, and that gets us that's nice segue into why we need to back ourselves out of this. Uh, yeah, uh, I was feeling really good about the Browns. You got a deep offensive line, defensive line, secondary so good. We got these young running backs, maybe some promising wide receivers. But as you pointed out, as you pointed out, Ray Farmer is still the GM. Uh-oh. And, Ray Farmer uh, brought in all, made all these moves that we feel so good about. He's also just an idiot and a bad manager. Uh, we, you know, we talked about this earlier yeah. with, uh, 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 with with Becca about like you know what it takes to be a manager mm-hmm. of things. Like you know, it's a different skill. You can be great at your job and be a superstar. So you can be promoted. People promote people who are bad at managing people yeah. into these roles. I think Ray Farmer is a great judge of talent. I bet he's really smart and can run a, a team. But he's not a good manager of people. That certainly clear. seems that way. It is clear. And it's weird. You don't think of these like mundane things of managing, you know, staff, yeah. managing relationships yeah. with people Just that work for you. Yeah. Uh, he clearly is not good at that. But I will give him my, my optimistic – and that's why I said, I, I said earlier uh, after the season was done that I want to keep Ray Farmer even though he's a complete idiot and, and nearly cost us a draft pick. We got lucked out with yeah. not getting that taken away from us. Um, he's good enough at judging talent that he's worth uh, keeping around. His big mistakes being Manziel and uh, Gilbert – which may have been Petten pushing on Gilbert and, uh, and Gilbert on, given on up. Menzel. No, uh, Gilbert. Menzel I've given up on. Yeah, I've given up Menzel too. Uh, I think anyone with eyes should give up on Menzel. But uh, Gilbert could be could be useful at some point. Um, but also the problem is, man, Jimmy Haslam's still the owner. Um, and yeah. he's a fucking disaster. <laughs> I mean. Not a good guy. It's pretty hard to top uh, uh, um, uh, Randy Lerner. Yeah. As a bad owner, I think he's done it. I think he's done it. Uh, Stiggy, are you listening? Uh, uh, would you Would you admit that Haslam is now worse than Randy Lerner? I think you may even once said no one could be worse than Randy Lerner. I I think we found the guy. I think you did it. We found your guy. Uh, another reason to back out 
of uh, 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 getting excited about the Browns is we have a great team. You know what doesn't matter? It doesn't matter because we don't have a quarterback. Not even close. You cannot win. I mean, look, the Ravens were so superlatively good on defense that year and so superlatively good running the ball right. and, had, and had a Hall of Fame tight end uh, that they could live with a Dilfer. really crappy quarterback, uh, Trent Dilfer. And it turned out that we played just, just the right way mm-hmm. for them because they replaced him with a better quarterback, clearly, next year in Elvis yeah. Gerbeck, and they were just awful. Yeah. The Browns beat them that year. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassed them. Uh, so um, here, here's, here's the situation, man. Here's why you should be not uh, excited about the Browns oh, next year. I'm so excited. Our QBs are Josh McCown Ooh. and Johnny Menzel. Yeah. And I, I emphasize, McCown is the starter. That's not good. He had a nice year last year, though, didn't he? In no, he did not. He... No, he did not. Oh, he wasn't? He got benched by the worst team in the NFL. Uh-oh. They had the first pick in the draft this okay. year because of the worst team in the NFL, and he couldn't even hold on to the starting job with the worst team in the NFL. Oh, no. That's who we signed? Yep. That's the guy we signed. That, that doesn't sound good doesn't at sound all. good. No, it doesn't. Although, although it's what I love about training camp. I, I, I've been hearing he's been throwing some sweet deep passes, 40-yard 40, 40 40 uh, out routes to Dwayne Bowe. Nice touch, nice touch passes touch, along yeah. the sidelines yep. out here, too. Yep. I don't know, Pat. Stop, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> we are backing out of this. Uh, you yep. know, we're excited about Bo and Hartline and Pryor. But, again, that's our wide receiving core. Dwayne Bo, Stonehands, Dwayne Bo. Brian, possession receiver, Hartline, who, you know, had one good year and has been coasting off that good year ever since. Uh, a quarterback – as a wide receiver, yes, who's been cut by three other teams, yep. yeah, and the smallest guy in the NFL, uh, Andrew Hopkins, who actually I'm psyched about. I love him. I love him. I think he's great. Um, all right, and also Taylor Gabriel, uh, you know, uh, Joe Hayden loves him. Loves him. And Joe Hayden, I love Joe Hayden. So if, I, if Joe Hayden loves him, I transitive love him. property. Yep, exactly. <laughs> we just reference transitive property in this podcast. That's a good sign. Um, all right, before we move on, so you Matt, don't think they're going to be good? I yes, yeah, it's a good question. Um, we have a much harder schedule this year. Part of the reason we were seven and four last year is we had a really easy schedule. Cupcake schedule. We're going to get sure. destroyed. I think we'll probably be. I, it's easy at the beginning though. We have a pretty good start to the year. I say six and ten, and I think that's optimistic. Uh, yeah. But that's my point. Is I am I I I'm talking myself too much into the Browns. I think they'll be decent enough that they can pull off six wins. That sounds right. Which also gives them not a great draft. You know. No, that guy. Right. Whatever. They're drafting right. Um, we just got to keep drafting quarterbacks every year. I was I was not happy we didn't draft a quarterback this year. But I think you just got to keep drafting until you strike it rich. You know that I think we shouldn't draft in the first round almost ever. Unless we have the top pick and we feel like – Our friend and colleague, Dave Deming, uh, says he always who, should. Who, who, who goes to Harvard. Or actually, we know he teaches at Harvard. He teaches at Harvard. Worse. Scary. Yeah, it's even more pretentious. Uh, uh, he so uh, he would disagree with you. Should always draft a quarterback in the first round because of the, because of the money. I hear that my argument against that is the opportunity cost of what you're losing and other valuable players that you can better predict their performance in the NFL is too high. And if later round quarterback picks perform to the same degree that first round picks do, which is not exactly true, but it's close to true, then why waste the opportunity cost of of filling your roster with other valuable players who you think are really going to do well? Take them, take, I'm fine if they take a quarterback in the fourth round every year from now until I die. Um, I just don't. I don't want them going in the. First. Well, I'll, I'll say this: How uh, many first round quarterbacks have we taken since the Browns came back? Pat? Um, one, two, three, right? So four. It's uh, uh, Couch, 
um, uh, the redhead, Whedon, Whedon, and Manziel. Who else? I don't think anyone else. Uh, yeah, isn't there one more in there? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Brady, my God, Brady Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, right, four. We traded back. We traded our first-round pick the next year. We traded a first-rounder for him. Yeah. Um, None yeah. of those have worked out. True. Which part, part of that is it's because the Browns. Part of that because like, part of that is because quarterbacks are extremely hard to predict how they're going to do in the NFL mm -hmm. outside of the system. And I would rather not. I'd rather have an offensive lineman that we felt really good about, a defensive lineman, a cornerback, something that we could predict better how they were going to translate to the next level. Well, what's interesting is the Browns are both the uh, uh, supporting argument on your side and also the counter argument. Because we drafted four uh, quarterbacks in the first round, they've all tanked. Mm -hmm. But the point is, we've also built a pretty good team with talent at every position except my receiver, because uh, because Josh Gordon keeps getting screwed by the NFL uh, and himself. I mean, I, I don't want to talk about Josh Gordon. Um, I, you know, we've got talent everywhere except my receiver, and we're still going to be terrible because we don't have a quarterback. And For honestly, sure. you take one I just top ten quarterback and we're a playoff team. I agree. I just don't think we were. We're clearly not getting up to the top of the draft where you can feel good about the guys you're identifying. And after that, well, my attitude is we're though, wasting picks. My attitude is that we're wasting picks anyways until we get a quarterback. So it's like I'm I'm oh. fine with gambling well. until we get that guy because honestly, that guy can make a bad team good. But yeah, you know, and honestly, you're not going to go anywhere until you get that elite quarterback. Okay, I, that's fair. I guess my point is I think we are as likely to find him in the fourth round as we are in the first round. True, and which, which is why I think that you have to draft a quarterback every single year. Yeah, I think you have to until you find a guy. Yeah, and that's why I was a little disappointed we we didn't draft them uh, a quarterback this year. Um, but, um, you know, that means we have to draft one next year, uh, first, second, third, fourth, whatever. We have to do it somewhere. Agreed. So anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so I think six and 10, you say six and 10, I might have five and 11, I think is probably, uh, well, we're, depressing. we're just over an hour now. Um, so you want, now you wanted to give your fantasy outlook for the Browns. Oh, who would um, I take in my opinion? Yeah. yeah who I you know take? you're trying to hide. Well, because look, everyone knows I'm going to draft the Browns. I'm the biggest homer in the That's league. That's true. It's going to happen. It's going. I always draft at least one Browns player, um, and you know I avoid you know Ravens and Steelers whenever possible. Sure. So I think so. I'll I'll give my take. Their defense is probably draftable. If you if you if you draft the defense. That's true. I don't usually, but I, they're playable. Maybe that's more important. During, that's true. During the, the year, I think they'll be playable against the right teams. Um, you know, someone's going to throw two dollars down on them. Well, or or Skyler or whatever. Skyler yeah. throw three dollars down and just fuck with somebody. Yeah. Um, clearly, you don't. None of the, the quarterbacks are not playable. Yeah. Um, running back. Oh yeah. Will get picked up. I mean, they they had him and played last year, but I think all Crowell and Crowell and uh, I, and West will probably get drafted, and I think Johnson has a chance to, to roster. Yeah, I had I had year. I had West and uh, who was a uh, 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 Tate. Yeah. All year, and those were playable guys. If I, if I could have gotten Crowell too, I would have kept all three of them yeah. for a while. I would have yeah. probably dropped a, a Tate. So I think two, two or maybe three of those guys. Their wide receivers, Bo will get rostered. Mm -hmm. Heartline probably in our league, just because it's clear. We're great. We're also a deep league. Um, Hawkins, teams. somebody could end up with. Yeah, I mean, sure. Somebody yes. might take a run on Pryor if he makes the team and seems like he's going to be any good yeah, at all. I, mean, I don't that, think that's impossible that somebody would spend a buck on him. Um, but you shouldn't. You should really wait until you know what's happening. I mean, unless, unless, unless you feel like you, you have the inside knowledge, that's I, I, there's no point in drafting the guy unless, unless he's actually going to play. You know? But that happens sometimes. It's true. It's true. Uh, I think that's it. I don't think our tight ends are draftable. 
That's basically it. It's rough. This might be this might be the first year I don't draft a brown. That's nice, nice faint, Pat. No one's buying that. Damn it! Come on, be cool, Matt. <laughs> be cool about this. Nah. <laughs> this is going out to our entire league. You could have been cool about this. Help me out. I guess it would have been collusion, so we don't want to do that. Uh, Matty, anything else you want to add? I think that kind of does it. No, I think I think we are in a, the state we thought we'd be in, right? Lots to be yeah. excited about with the Cavs. Indians yep. disappointing us as ever and trudging mm -hmm. along in the way that they do. And the Browns, uh, reason for excitement, but we know the, the disappointment is coming. It's coming hard. It's going to hit us really hard. Uh, well, that does it. That does about does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. Uh, we're going to be back in two weeks, right? Yeah, two weeks. We'll try to get a couple weeks. Some stuff yeah. should happen. We should have some more Brown stuff. The Browns training camp will update, live. right? Hopefully shake it out one way yeah, or the other. Yeah, so it's a Browns training camp update, uh, some final Cavs roster thoughts. Mm -hmm. The Cavs roster should be final. I, if TT's not in JR aren't done in a couple weeks, then we'll have yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll either have a toast uh, uh, of champagne to mm -hmm. celebrate TT coming back, or we'll have a toast to, to calm our nerves because shit's going down. Yes. If he's not if he's not signed by two weeks, we're going to be – I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, we'll also have, probably have a likely pre-mortem, as you put it. Pre-mortem. Pre-mortem on the tribe, on the tribe season. season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's coming up. So, uh, until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying, Friendship! Oh, so Nailed it! It's person. so much easier in person. Nice. Well done, buddy.